you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Judges, chapter 15. The book of Judges, chapter 15. And we're going to read a fairly lengthy portion of Scripture together. If you have that, say amen. Coming in on an ongoing story of Samson as he's retaliating and has angered the Philistine people. And this is a saga that has been going on for some time in Samson's life as we come in on verse 9. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why are ye come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson are we come up to do to him as he hath done to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock Etam and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this then that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall on me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps with the jaw of a donkey have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramath Lehi, or the hill of the jawbone. The hill of the jawbone. I'd like to preach from this subject this morning. Just use what you already have. Just use what you already have. Could we put our Bibles down and could we lift up our hands and let's ask the Lord to help us. Could we do that, Lord, in your precious name? I pray that your spirit would minister to us. It's summertime, God, and and there are distractions abounding all around us. But, Lord, I pray in these moments that we have together that you would speak to us, that you would minister to us, and that you would help us, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Could you clap your hands one more time to the Lord and give him praise? If you're going to leave me up here to preach by myself, you can just stay standing, but the rest of you can be seated. Look at the person beside you and say, just use what you've got. We all spend way too much time worrying about what we don't have. And we use what we don't have 
as an excuse to do nothing. Well, if the music was just a little more exciting, I could worship. If they just play my song, I could worship. Oh. If they would just play it in my key, well, then I, I could give God the praise that he deserves. Well, if we just had a bigger church, we could really impact this city. You see, fixated on what you don't have. If I just had a bigger vehicle, I, I could pick somebody up and bring them to church. If I had more money, I'd pay my tithes. If I just had a little more income, I, I would put something in the offering. If the preacher would just preach a little bit better, I could be moved. If, if he'd just read my favorite scripture, that, that would get me going today. If people were just a little nicer to me, I wouldn't have to be so bitter. If I just had more friends or more money or more time or more energy or more this or more that, then I could be happy and faithful. If I had more time, I'd pray. If I just had more time, I'd show up to Wednesday night Bible study. If I just had more time, I would give myself to the things of God. I knew I wasn't going to get anybody shouting right now. But, but you see, if you're not careful, you will be so focused on what you do not have, you forget what you do have. And all of this boils down to one word, excuses. We all have plenty of excuses for why we can't do this and why we can't do that. If you're waiting for the perfect time to take a stand, it will never come. There will always be an excuse. If you're waiting for the perfect time to totally surrender your life to God, that time will never come. Satan will make sure that there is never a perfect opportunity. But it is always the right time to take a stand for God. If you're waiting for the right moment to do the right thing, then you've already missed it. Because every moment is the right moment to do the right thing. I wish I'd get an amen from the amen corner this morning. You see, it is always the right time to do the right thing. Most people are waiting on God to give them what they don't have. But God doesn't care about what you don't have. God wants you to give him what you already have. Now listen to this. Some of you are going to get lost here, but I'm going to go ahead and preach this. If you can't use what you've already got, then you won't get what you don't got. And if you don't get what you don't got, then you'll never be what you're not. Let me say that again. If you can't use what you've already got, then you won't get what you don't got. And if you don't get what you don't got, then you'll never be what you're not. I wish somebody would surrender everything you have to God today and say, I'm putting everything in your hands. If, if the widow, that little widow woman in 1 Kings chapter 17 had not been willing to give the last, think about this for a moment, to give the last little bit of flour and oil that she had. She was going to take it to, to her little boy and she was going to go home and, and make some bread and it was going to be their last meal. It was all that she had 
and all that she had was not enough to sustain them. But God sent a prophet into her life and said, I want you to give me everything that you have. If she had not been willing to say, okay, I'm going to give you everything that I have, even though it's not enough for me, let alone enough for me and you, she would have never seen the miracle working power of God. But because she placed it in God's hands, God gave her a miracle beyond her ability to see or comprehend. When you give God the little bit that you have, He'll take it just like he did that little boy with the loaves and fishes. He'll bless it. He'll break it. And he'll multiply it in your life. And it'll sustain not only you, but it'll sustain those around you. I wish somebody would make up your mind in the spirit today. I don't want just enough for me. I want my brother to be blessed. I want my sister to be blessed. I want my family to have an overflow of the abundance of God. I want my neighbors to see an overflow of the abundance of God. I want to be blessed and favored of God. But it will never happen if you're holding on to your little loaves and fishes. It'll never happen if you say, I'm just going to take my oil and go home and cook it and wait to die. No, no, no. You've got to put it in the hands of the master and watch God bless it and do the miracle. Now, have you ever noticed that we're all willing to give God what we don't have? Everyone is willing to give God the millions of dollars that they don't have. Amen? It's the five dollars that we do have that's hard to give. Everybody's willing to give God the time that they wish they had. It's the time you don't have. Or at least that we convince ourselves that we don't have. A whole lot of folks say they don't have time for God, but they're on Facebook eight hours a day. We need to get rid of some of that and say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm going to give you my time. I'm going to sacrifice my energy because, Lord, I present my body unto you a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto thee, which is my reasonable service. Most people want God to bless them and then they'll bless the Lord. But that's not how God operates. Someone said, no, no. God always says, you first. Jesus said, give and then it shall be given. But see, that's not how we want it to read. We want it to read, give and then I'll give to you, Lord. But Jesus said, give And then it shall be given. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Does anybody believe that today? I wish you'd shake yourself in the Holy Ghost. If you believe that when you give, God will give. Some of you came to church today with the mindset. That if God would just tear down some barriers. And break through some obstacles in your life then you'd finally praise him. I felt a resistance today. I know it's summertime, 
but I feel a resistance in the Holy Ghost. There, there's, there's so many times that we come through the doors of this church and we're waiting for God to bless us and then we'll finally bless him back. But Jericho walls don't fall before the shout. They fall after the shout. Use your praise because praise is just about the only valuable thing that you ever have to offer God. God does not need your money. God does not need your talent, but God requires your praise. And if you'll give God your praise, he'll give you a victory. I said, if you'll give God your praise first, God will give you the victory. Some of you came looking for a miracle today. How many believe we serve a miracle working God? Some of you came today desperately needing a miracle, but you do not have the faith required to receive a miracle because without faith it is impossible to please God. It will be given to you according to your faith, the word says. But you do have the ability to praise. You may not have the ability to increase your own faith, but you... But you do have the ability to offer up the sacrifice of praise. What does that mean? You've got to give God praise when it doesn't feel right. Go ahead and give God praise when it doesn't feel natural. Go ahead and give God praise when you're not feeling good. Go ahead and give God praise when the giant is laughing in your face. Go ahead and give God praise when everybody says it's impossible. Go ahead and give God praise when the world shakes its fist at you. Go ahead and give God praise when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against you. Some of you have been waiting on God, but God is waiting on you to wake up and give him the praise that he deserves. Clap your hands to the Lord. You can't change your circumstances. You can't change the sickness in your body. You can't wave a magic wand and fix your finances. You may not can change how you feel right now, but your praise can change the atmosphere. Your praise can move mountains. Your praise can cause your faith to be increased. And when you don't know what else to do, give him praise in the valley. And God will infuse you with faith. And God will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. And God will move in your darkest moment. You can always praise. I said you can always praise. I said you can always praise. Oh, you better not ask God for a miracle if you haven't praised. You, you better not ask for the walls to come down if you fail to give him praise. You better not look for something until you've given him what you've already got. And we may not have much here today, but every single one of us has breath in our body. Praise be to God. And if you've got breath in your body, then you have an obligation to lift up your voice and shout unto God. I said and shout unto God. I didn't say whisper. Go ahead and let hell know that apostolic tabernacle believes that walls are about to come down. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. We still got a God that can break down walls. We still
you first. He's waiting on you first. I wasn't going to go here. I was going to leave it. Pastor did a good job dealing with it this morning in his Bible lesson. But let me go ahead and say this. We can all get angry about the Supreme Court. And I'm praying right now for our world. But listen, if the church sits silently, we've sat silently while people were going in and out of marriage. We sat silently while people were okay with adultery. It's time for the church to stand up and say no, 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 no. And if you don't know what else to do... When the world grows darker and darker, you ought to show up on Sunday morning and give him praise. You can't change Congress. You can't change the Supreme Court. But you can give God what you do have. Give him the praise that he deserves. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. When God called Moses at the burning bush, Moses doubted his own ability. Just like many of us do. He was scared. He was intimidated. He didn't feel qualified. And Moses answered the Lord. To a burning bush. And he said, Lord, people won't believe me. They're not even going to listen to me, Lord. They'll say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. He was saying, they're not even going to believe my story. If I just show up and say, God told me to tell you, they're not going to believe me. And God looked at Moses and said, Moses, what do you have in your hand? And all he had was a shepherd's rod out in the wilderness tending his father-in-law's sheep. And he said, all I have is this shepherd's rod, Lord. And the Lord said, all right, I want you to throw it down on the ground. God was trying to prove a point to Moses. And Moses threw it down on the ground and immediately it turned into a serpent. Now that would have been the end of the story for me. God, I don't need you to turn anything into a serpent to prove anything to me. I'll just trust you. See, when you start doubting God, he'll do scary stuff. <laughs> I trust you, Lord. I don't need any, anything to turn into a snake around me to know that you're able. It turned into a serpent, and, and then the Lord said, pick it up. Forgive us, Lord. Whoo. I might have missed my miracle if I had to pick a snake up. The Lord said, pick it up. And he picked it up and it turned back into a shepherd's rod. God was showing Moses. He said, Moses, you, you don't need 
You don't need a fancy vocabulary. You don't have to be an eloquent speaker. You don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to come from just the right family. You just have to take what you have in your hand right now. But, but Lord, this isn't much. All I've got is a few loaves and fishes. All I've got is some oil and flour. No, no, go ahead. If you give it to God, it's a whole lot more than a shepherd's rod. Your little $5, when you give it to God, it's a whole lot more than $5. Your little bit of talent that you have, when you give it to God, it's a whole lot more than a little earthly talent. Your, your little ability, when you give it to God, it's a whole lot more than just a little ability because God will supernaturally transform it. And the anointing of God will make the difference. The only thing special about Moses' staff was that he gave it to God. That was it. It was no different than anybody else's shepherd staff. The only thing unique about it was that he surrendered it to the Lord. Bear with me for just a moment as I tell you a few things that happened with that shepherd's rod. It became a snake before Pharaoh. It turned water into blood. It brought the lice, thunder and hail, and fire ran along the ground as he stretched it across. It brought locusts from the sky. It parted the Red Sea, and they walked across on dry land. It brought fresh water out of a rock. It brought victory in battle time and time again. It brought victory over the dreaded Amalekites, and it became an everlasting symbol of God's strength simply because one man said, I'm going to take this little bit that I've got in my hand, and I'm giving it to you, Lord. And that's exactly what some of you need to do today. Stop fretting about what you don't have and take what you have right now and give it completely. I said give it completely to God and stand back and see what God will do. Step back young person and see how God will use your life if you'll give him what you have right now. Samson could have focused on everything he didn't have. His own people, his own church had turned on him. His own church family delivered him to the Philistines bound with strong ropes. He had no conventional weapons. He had no sword. He had no spear. He had no shield. Even if he had, he was bound by his own friends, by his own neighbors, by the people he went to church with. And there was nobody willing to stand beside him. Nobody willing to fight him. Have you ever felt all alone before? He was all alone. Nobody was willing to go with him. He had just suffered tragedy. His wife had been brutally murdered. His own church family, his own religious leaders said, Don't you know that the Philistines are rulers over us? You better be careful with church people who think the devil's one. He may be your ruler, but he's not my master. I said, he may be the prince of the power of the air of this world, but, but my kingdom is not of this world. And the Philistines came and used their famous intimidation technique that they did with David time after time. They spread themselves across the valley 
floor to make themselves look bigger than they really were. See, that's how the devil does. He always presents himself as a bigger threat than he actually is. Now, I want you all to get a revelation that I got last night that I'd never seen before. You see, 3,000 men of Judah brought Samson to the Philistines. 3,000. But there was only 1,000 Philistines. 3,000 people of the Most High God said, we've got to give one person over to the enemy because they're stronger than we are. That's where some of you live right now. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Greater is he that... Some of you don't believe this. I said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it's time for the church to stop being in fear. It's time for the church to say, we shall overcome. We shall overcome. We will win. All you've got to do is pick up a sword. All you've got to do is pick up a shield and march into battle. Because if God before us, who can be against us? As the musicians come, I'm closing. Samson had nothing, hands bound, nothing, not even a friend. But he did have the one thing that makes the difference, and it's available to you today. Judges 15 and 14. When the Philistines shouted against him, the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Stand with me. And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he walked up the hill of Lehi, found a donkey's jawbone. Just the little thing he had at hand, it wasn't anything. Just an old, dead donkey's bone. He took the only thing he had available to him, and he slew 1,000 enemies that day. He renamed that place Jawbone Hill as a reminder of what God can do when his spirit is with you. It wouldn't have mattered if it had been a jawbone, a stick. It could have been anything. It wasn't the jawbone. It was the spirit of the Lord. See, some of you are so fixated on all of the things around you and you say, but preacher, if you knew my circumstance, if you knew my background, if you knew my family, if you just saw the things that I don't have, if you just saw all of the excuses, the excuses, the excuses, but the only thing you need to remember is that God can move on what you do have and change it completely. And turn everything around. And then you'll have a hill that you can stand on. For the rest of your life. 
David said it this way. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, right now I'd like to pray for this congregation. I've been preaching to several people today, Lord. I don't know who they are, but you know who they are. And they're intimidated by the enemy. They're intimidated by what they don't have. Frustrated. But Lord, it doesn't have to remain so. There are people that are not reaching their full potential in the spirit. Because they're so concerned about what they don't have clinging to the little bit they do have because they're afraid if they give it to you they'll lose everything but I know that you're able God to break through our fear to break through our excuses to break through our inferiority Lord and I pray that today you would embolden somebody to take what they have in their hand and give it completely to you because I'm convinced God that what we possess in this room is more than enough to change our world to change our community to change our families hallelujah 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 some of y'all are waiting on a title to be used of God. Go ahead and give him what you do have. And watch God anoint it. Watch God bless it. Watch God break it. And watch God multiply it. If you've been holding on to some things, I want you to come and just surrender it to God right now. I wish some of you would just come and bring what little bit you have. And just throw it on the altar today and say, Lord... I'm tired of hanging on to these loaves and fishes. I'm going to give them to you. I'm tired of hanging on to this staff, God. I, it's, not, it's not worth anything anyway, God. I give it to you. I'm not going to cling to my little oil and flour. It's, it's not enough to save me anyway. I'm going to surrender it to you. I'm tired of holding on to my little talent. It's not going to do anything anyway. I'm going to give it to you. Tired of clinging to my abilities, Lord. I'm going to give them to you. Tired of holding on to my money, God. It, it's not much anyway. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. I'm tired of being selfish with my time and energy, Lord. There's not enough to go around anyway, so I'm going to give it to you, God. That's it, that's it, that's it. A few more of us need to come. That's it. I surrender it. I give you all We're talking about surrender today. I completely I surrender everything that I have. Withholding nothing from you. Withholding nothing from you. This altar's open. Why don't you come? I need some prayer warriors to come and help me pray. I need a praiser. If you don't have anything else to give, come and give him your praise. 
If you don't have anything else to give, come and give him your praise right now. I wish a praiser would come. You need some walls to fall. You need some barriers to break down. Come and praise him. Come and praise him right now. Go ahead and shout now. Don't wait for the blessing to shout. Go ahead and shout now. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing.